Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have. Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us and our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can trust God with your money. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm beginning my fifth week of teaching on the subject of financial stewardship. I have a book on this, CDs, DVDs. We have a study guide in English and in Spanish, and we've even got a video here that has five testimonies of people who got hold of these truths and begin to prosper supernaturally, and it would be a real blessing to you. And so I'm now into my fifth week of teaching on this, and if you have uh, watched this teaching, I've approached this from a different uh, direction than what most people approach it. We're now into our fifth week, and this is the first time I'm going to start talking about really giving. The rest of all of this, four weeks' worth of teaching, has been dealing with the attitude of of prosperity, the right motive behind it. And a verse that I've used just about every day is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, where it says, "...though I give all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and don't do it by..." CHARITY OR GOD'S KIND OF LOVE, IT PROFITS ME NOTHING. AND SO THE REASON I ENTITLED THIS WHOLE TEACHING FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP IS BECAUSE IT REALLY IS NOT YOUR MONEY, IT'S THE RIGHT ATTITUDE, GETTING THIS MINDSET THAT, GOD, THIS ALL BELONGS TO YOU. WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO WITH IT? AND WE'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT THESE MOTIVES OF THE HEART THAT ARE THE MOST IMPORTANT THING. AND NOW, AS I uh, GET TOWARDS THE END OF THIS SERIES, I'm going to start talking about giving because giving is a very important part of prosperity. If you don't give and if you don't learn to let go and start giving, then you won't receive. The Lord said He would bless the work of your hands and what you give, it'll be given back unto you. If you are uh, not giving, it's going to definitely affect your prosperity. But again, I just wanted to point out that I've spent, excuse me, four weeks ministering on this before I get to really talking about the giving part. And so I really want to emphasize that the motive behind your gift is more important than your gift. And if you are giving a lot of money, but if you're doing it with the wrong heart, it says it profits you nothing. And this is what's happened to so many people. They have been giving, but they haven't received the return on it because they've had a wrong attitude. And what I want to begin to deal with today is to talk about the tithe and the legalistic attitude that most people have towards the tithe totally voids their giving. Now, I've just said some things that I can I can guarantee you there's some people that are upset or confused thinking, what are you saying? But again, there is a difference between the way that the Old Testament tithe was dealt with in the Old Covenant and the way we deal with it IN THE NEW COVENANT. I'M GOING TO SAY SOME THINGS UP FRONT, AND IT'LL TAKE ME A DAY OR TWO TO CONFIRM ALL OF THESE THINGS, SO I ENCOURAGE YOU TO KEEP WATCHING THE PROGRAM, OR YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE, AND YOU CAN WATCH ALL OF THESE PROGRAMS AT ANY TIME YOU'D LIKE. BUT THERE IS A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE WAY THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT DEMANDED THAT THE TITHE BE GIVEN, AND IF YOU DON'T, YOU'RE CURSED WITH THE CURSE. THERE'S A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THAT AND THE NEW TESTAMENT, AND I'M GOING TO BE SHOWING THESE CONTRASTS. 
AND A LOT OF PEOPLE ARE STILL GIVING WITH AN OLD TESTAMENT MENTALITY. AND AGAIN, I GO BACK TO THAT VERSE THAT IF YOU GIVE ALL OF YOUR GOODS TO FEED THE POOR, IF YOU GIVE YOUR BODY TO BE BURNED, AND IF YOU AREN'T MOTIVATED BY GOD'S KIND OF LOVE, IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING. IT MIGHT BENEFIT THE PEOPLE THAT YOU GIVE TO, BUT IT IS NOT GOING TO COME BACK TO YOU UNLESS YOUR HEART IS RIGHT IN THIS MATTER. DID YOU KNOW, MOST, LET ME NOT SAY MOST, BUT A LOT OF PEOPLE WATCHING THIS BROADCAST, THERE ARE MANY OF YOU THAT HAVE GIVEN A THOUSAND DOLLARS. AND THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN MARK CHAPTER 10 THAT THERE'S NO MAN THAT HAS GIVEN UP HOUSE, FATHER, MOTHER, BROTHER, SISTER, LANDS FOR MY SAKE AND THE GOSPELS, BUT WHAT YOU WILL RECEIVE ONE HUNDRED FOLD IN THIS LIFE WITH PERSECUTIONS AND IN THE LIFE TO COME, EVERLASTING LIFE. SO THE LORD PROMISED US A ONE HUNDRED FOLD RETURN IN THIS LIFE. SO IF YOU'VE GIVEN A THOUSAND DOLLARS, THAT MEANS THAT THERE IS A HUNDRED THOUSAND THAT HAS BEEN GUARANTEED TO YOU IF YOUR HEART IS RIGHT. IF YOU'VE GIVEN TEN THOUSAND DOLLARS, DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT WOULD BE ONE MILLION DOLLARS THAT SHOULD RETURN UNTO YOU IN THIS LIFE? BUT AGAIN, IT'S ALL CONDITIONAL UPON THE HEART MOTIVE. SO USING THIS LOGIC, THERE ARE MANY OF YOU WATCHING THIS THAT YOU'VE GIVEN $10,000 IN YOUR LIFE. HAVE YOU SEEN A MILLION DOLLARS RETURN IN THIS LIFE ON YOUR GIVING? AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU'D SAY, NO, I HAVEN'T. WHY NOT? DID GOD NOT COME THROUGH? GOD'S NEVER THE PROBLEM. GOD'S WORD IS ESTABLISHED. HE NEVER FAILS US. BUT IF YOU, if you can TAKE IT IN HIS CONTEXT, AGAIN, THE MOTIVE BEHIND YOUR GIVING CAN MAKE OR BREAK THE RETURN ON IT. You'll re- IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING IS WHAT THAT VERSE SAYS, 1 CORINTHIANS 13, 3. SO I WANT TO GO INTO THESE SCRIPTURES THAT ARE OFTEN USED IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, MALACHI CHAPTER 3, AND TALK ABOUT THE TITHE AND LOOK AT IT IN THE LIGHT OF THE NEW COVENANT THAT WE NOW HAVE. AND IF YOU ARE GIVING OUT OF THIS OLD COVENANT MOTIVATION, IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING. THOSE ARE STRONG STATEMENTS, BUT THIS WILL ANSWER QUESTIONS FOR MANY OF YOU. SO MALACHI CHAPTER 3, VERSE 8, I'M BREAKING RIGHT INTO THE MIDST OF SOME THINGS HE'S SAYING, BUT HE SAYS IN VERSE 8, WILL A MAN ROB GOD? YET YOU HAVE ROBBED ME. BUT YOU SAY, WHEREIN HAVE WE ROBBED THEE? IN TITHES AND OFFERINGS. YOU ARE CURSED WITH THE CURSE, FOR YOU HAVE ROBBED ME, EVEN THIS WHOLE NATION. BRING YE ALL THE TITHES INTO THE STOREHOUSE, THAT THERE MAY BE MEAT IN MINE HOUSE, AND PROVE ME NOW HEREWITH, SAITH THE LORD OF HOSTS. IF I WILL NOT OPEN YOU THE WINDOWS OF HEAVEN AND POUR YOU OUT A BLESSING, THAT THERE SHALL NOT BE ROOM ENOUGH TO RECEIVE IT, AND I WILL REBUKE THE DEVOURER FOR YOUR SAKES, AND HE SHALL NOT DESTROY THE FRUITS OF YOUR GROUND, NEITHER SHALL YOUR VINE CAST HER FRUIT BEFORE THE TIME IN THE FIELD, SAITH THE LORD OF HOSTS. AND ON AND ON IT GOES. BUT THESE ARE SOME POWERFUL SCRIPTURES. YOU KNOW, I WAS RAISED UNDER THIS MINDSET, AND I CAN REMEMBER EVEN AS A a YOUTH, THEY ASKED ME TO GET UP ON A, uh, I FORGOT WHAT THEY CALLED IT, BUT IT WAS ABOUT FINANCES. THEY WERE ENCOURAGING PEOPLE TO TITHE AND TO GIVE, AND I HAVE TITHED MY ENTIRE LIFE. WHEN I WAS A LITTLE KID, I GOT A DOLLAR'S ALLOWANCE EVERY WEEK, AND I GAVE AN ENTIRE DOLLAR IN THE OFFERING EVERY WEEK, AND I GUESS MY PARENTS BOUGHT ME A SODA OR WHATEVER I NEEDED DURING THE WEEK. BUT I GOT A DOLLAR'S ALLOWANCE, AND I ALWAYS GAVE A DOLLAR IN THE uh, OFFERING EVERY SINGLE WEEK. I'VE NEVER HAD A PENNY COME THROUGH MY HANDS THAT I HAVEN'T GIVEN SOMETHING OFF OF IT. AND SO ANYWAY, BECAUSE OF THAT, EVEN AS A YOUTH, THEY ASKED ME TO GET UP AND TALK ABOUT uh, TITHING 
And you know what I did? I used these verses and I just repeated what I had heard and I beat the people up and said, if you aren't tithing, you are uh, under a curse that you're a stink in the nostrils of God. And I let them have it. And that's what I was taught. And I've, I uh, actually had this mindset that if you didn't pay your tithes, that God was going to take it out in doctor bills. That's actually a phrase that I heard in the church that I was brought up in. You either pay your tithes voluntarily or God will take it from you by putting you in the hospital and taking money from you. Your car will break down. Your tires will wear out. Your washing machine will quit. Either you give or God's going to take it from you. It's more like the Godfather than God the Father. Amen. You know, it's like the mafia. They come by and they say, boy, there's been a lot of windows broken out in this neighborhood and there's a lot of graffiti on the buildings and there's fires that have been set and it's just a, you know, a dangerous place. But if you will give me 10%, I'll protect you. And of course, what they don't tell you is they're the ones that are setting the fires. They're the ones that are breaking the windows. And basically, this is hush money. You either pay me this money to protect you or I'm going to come and do these things. And so this is basically the mindset that I was raised with that we owed this to God, that 10% belonged to God. And if you didn't pay 10%, you were actually stealing from God. You were robbing God. And so we gave out of debt. We gave out of obligation. And we basically, by that mindset, completely voided the benefit and the return on it. Because again, I go back to that scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 3, that if you give all of your goods, if you even give your body to be burned, and if you have a wrong heart, if you aren't motivated by love, if you're giving out of debt, out of obligation, then you void the return on it. Man, that is powerful. And somebody said, but that's exactly what it says. It's going to take me more than one day to explain this completely, so please continue to watch, get the materials, or go to our website. But let me say that under the New Covenant, and I'm going to turn over there and read these in a, in another, on another day, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, in verse 7, it says that every man should give as he purposes in his own heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. That is a different motivation than what this is talking about. How do you harmonize these two? Is this wrong? It wasn't wrong at the time. Without me going into a great explanation on this, you know, under the old covenant, God had to motivate us to do what was correct, and yet the old covenant people didn't have a heart to receive. The Lord even said this. He says, oh, that there was a heart in my people that they could follow me. But they didn't have this. And part of the prophecy about the new covenant is in the book of Ezekiel, he's going to put a new heart and a new spirit within us. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. This is talking about a person that's outside of the Lord that hasn't been born again, which is the way that all of the Old Testament people were. They were saved in the sense that they had a relationship with God and that when they died, they went into Abraham's bosom. But they aren't saved like New Testament saints are 
WE NOW ARE THE TEMPLE OF GOD. WE HAVE GOD LIVING ON THE INSIDE OF US. OLD TESTAMENT PEOPLE DIDN'T HAVE THIS, AND SO THEREFORE THEY WERE A NATURAL MAN, AND THEY COULD NOT UNDERSTAND THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT OF GOD. SO HOW DO YOU GET SOMEBODY THAT DIDN'T HAVE a, a NEW HEART, A NEW SPIRIT ON THE INSIDE OF THEM, THEY WERE A NATURAL MAN, THEY COULDN'T UNDERSTAND SPIRITUAL THINGS, HOW DO YOU GET THEM TO DO WHAT'S RIGHT WHEN THEIR HEART isn't, HASN'T BEEN CHANGED? WELL, IT'S VERY SIMILAR TO THE WAY THAT WE RAISE OUR KIDS. YOU KNOW, WHEN YOUR KIDS ARE REAL YOUNG, YOU HAVE TO TEACH THEM TO DO WHAT'S RIGHT. YOU CAN'T WAIT UNTIL THEY'RE 20 YEARS OLD AND HAVE THEIR, YOU KNOW, THEIR WHOLE PERSONALITY AND THEY'VE, they've BEEN EDUCATED, AND YOU CAN'T WAIT UNTIL THEN TO START TRYING TO GET THEM TO DO WHAT'S RIGHT. WHEN THEY'RE LITTLE KIDS, YOU HAVE TO TRAIN THEM WHAT'S RIGHT AND WRONG. AND SO, you, YOU KNOW, ONE OF THE WAYS THAT YOU TELL THEM IS THAT YOU DO THIS, AND IF YOU DON'T DO IT, YOU'RE GOING TO GET A SPANKING. NOWADAYS, I DON'T GUESS PEOPLE SPANK THEIR KIDS MUCH, BUT THERE IS SOME TYPE OF PUNISHMENT. THERE'S SOME KIND OF RETRIBUTION. THEY NEED TO RECOGNIZE THAT DOING THE WRONG THING HAS CONSEQUENCES. AND SO YOU TELL THEM THAT YOU DO THIS OR YOU'RE GOING TO GET A SPANKING OR YOU'RE GOING TO BE GROUNDED OR SOMETHING'S GOING TO HAPPEN, AND SO THERE'S CONSEQUENCES TO IT. WELL, IN A SENSE, THAT'S THE WAY THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW WAS. THESE PEOPLE WEREN'T BORN AGAIN. THEY DIDN'T HAVE A HEART TO SERVE GOD, AND YET THEY NEEDED TO DO THE RIGHT THING. AND CONCERNING THIS AREA OF FINANCES, THIS IS ONE OF THE WAYS GOD uh, GOT THEM TO DO THE RIGHT THING. YOU EITHER GIVE OR YOU ARE ROBBING GOD. AND GOD IS GOING TO CURSE YOU. IT GOES ON TO SAY THAT THERE WON'T BE ANY RAIN IN THE LAND, AND THERE WERE ALL OF THESE CONSEQUENCES. BUT, YOU KNOW, UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, OUR HEART HAS BEEN CHANGED, AND THE MOTIVATION NOW, EVERYTHING IS DIFFERENT. WE SHOULD GIVE BECAUSE OF WHAT GOD HAS DONE FOR US. WE SHOULD GIVE NOT GRUDGINGLY OR OF NECESSITY BECAUSE GOD LOVES A CHEERFUL GIVER. YOU KNOW, WHEN I WAS A KID, WE GREW UP IN ARLINGTON... I GREW UP IN ARLINGTON, TEXAS, AND IT WAS ON A BUSY CITY STREET. I MEAN, WE HAD A LOT OF TRAFFIC. WHEN WE FIRST MOVED THERE, IT WAS OUT IN THE COUNTRY. IT WAS A DIRT ROAD. AND WE DIDN'T HAVE THAT MUCH TRAFFIC, BUT uh, IT, WE, ANYWAY, ARLINGTON JUST BOOMED AND GREW, AND IT BECAME A BUSY CITY STREET. AND I REMEMBER MY DAD, HE, uh, HE DIED WHEN I WAS 12, BUT EVEN BEFORE THAT, HE WAS SICK AND INFIRM A LOT. AND SO MY MOTHER IS THE ONE THAT DID A LOT OF THE CORRECTION, AND MY MOTHER USED TO WHOOP ME IF I RAN OUT INTO THE ROAD AND DIDN'T LOOK BOTH WAYS. YOU KNOW, IF I WAS CHASING A BALL OR IF I WAS CROSSING THE STREET OR SOMETHING, MAN, I HAD TO LOOK BOTH WAYS. AND I MEAN, I GOT A LOT OF WHIPPINGS OVER THAT. SHE DIDN'T ABUSE ME. IT WASN'T CHILD ABUSE. IT WAS ALL GOOD. SHE WAS DOING IT BECAUSE, YOU KNOW WHAT, AS A KID, I DIDN'T THINK ABOUT THE CARS AND MY OWN SAFETY. THE THING I WAS THINKING ABOUT IS I DON'T WANT TO GET A SPANKING. AND SO MY MOTHER GRILLED THAT INTO ME. AND TO THIS DAY, WHEN I CROSS THE STREET, I LOOK TWO OR THREE TIMES BOTH WAYS. I MEAN, I, I DO IT ALL THE TIME. BUT, YOU KNOW, NOW I'M 71. MY MOTHER'S GONE ON TO BE WITH JESUS. BUT EVEN WHEN SHE WAS IN HER 90s OR SOMETHING, SHE DIED AT 96, IF I WOULD HAVE CROSSED THE STREET WITHOUT LOOKING, AND IF I MADE IT TO THE OTHER SIDE AND DIDN'T GET HIT, AND ALL OF A SUDDEN I REALIZED WHAT I DID, IF I WOULD HAVE SAID, OH, DON'T TELL MY MOTHER. MY MOTHER WILL GIVE ME A WHIPPING FOR SURE. DID YOU KNOW YOU WOULD THINK SOMETHING'S WRONG WITH YOU? MAN, WHEN YOU'RE, YOU KNOW, LIKE um, I WAS 60-SOMETHING WHEN MY MOTHER DIED, AND IF I WOULD HAVE CROSSED THE STREET AND IF YOU WOULD HAVE SAID SOMETHING LIKE THAT TO ME, 
you would have said, you're a 60-year-old man. Why are you still worried about your mother and her whipping? That's not the issue. That was just a temporary way of getting you to do the right thing before you could come to a place of understanding about what the real issue is. The real issue isn't getting a spanking. The real issue is that you need to preserve your life. You walk across the street, you got a good chance of getting hit by a car or a truck. And I think that most people see understand that. Well, in a sense, that's the way the Old Testament law was. And it put curses. And it you could look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. The first 14 verses are blessings that'll come upon you if you act right. Verses 15 through 68 are all curses that come upon you if you act wrong. And there's a lot more curses than there are blessings. And I mean just on and on and on throughout the entire Old Testament, you will find God telling us to do the right thing. There's nothing wrong with the instructions that He gave, but He put a curse, a punishment on it because they were Old Testament people. They weren't born again. They had to be restrained from the outside. It's like an animal, you know, a horse. It says they put a bit in their mouth and turn about their whole body. And you know the reason that works is because that bit hurts their mouth. And so they will do whatever you tell them to do to keep you from hurting their mouth and stuff. And so that's the way that God, in a sense, had to control people under the old covenant. Now under this new covenant, your heart has been changed and the truth will set you free. And we now should still give. We should still be paying tithes. I'm going to be explaining this in more detail as we go through this. So we should still be tithing and giving, but the motivation has changed. And if you are still using this old covenant motivation and feel like you are robbing God, then you are serving the Godfather instead of God the Father. You feel like you've got to give him this money to keep him from putting you in the hospital, causing something to break, him taking it from you. And that is not an accurate representation of God. If you're doing that, it just voids the return on your giving. And I tell you, this is where a lot of people live. When I first moved to Manitou Springs, the man who became my general manager, Larry Yonker, uh, he started running our ministry. And when he came to work for me, uh, he was making $3,300 a month. That was he and his wife. His wife was teaching school. Now, that may not sound like a lot of money to you, but in 1980, that was a lot of money. Compared to my salary, my salary was $700 a month. He was making $3,300 a month. That was more than any person I knew. But the deal with Larry was he paid his tithes down to the last penny. Like when he wrote out his tithes check, you know, it was $333.22 or whatever. I mean, it was down to the penny and he did it like a bill. He kept uh, a thing with his payments and every time he made his monthly payments, he wrote out his tithe check and he was basing it on Malachi chapter 3. It was a debt. It was an obligation. Matter of fact, uh, Larry even said this, that the first 10% was a debt that you pay. You don't even get a return on that. That's a debt. It's only the offerings above the tithe that God would bless back to you. So it was just a, it was just something that he did. And even though he was making this $3,300 a month, which at that time in 1980 was a lot of money, they were always tight on money. They, they were struggling. They were uh, struggling to make ends meet. He heard me minister on this exact same thing back in the 1980s. And, you know, he just decided that they were going to quit 
paying a tithe as a debt. And they were just going to start giving as they purposed in their heart. And after like six months of this or so, they had more money. They had money in the bank. They had more money than they had ever had. And his first thought was, I must not be given as much in the tithe. But he paid everything by check. So he went back and got his checks and added them up. And you know what he had done? He had, they jumped up to where they were giving around 24 or 25%. Instead of 10%, they had more than doubled the amount of giving, and yet they had more money left over because now their cars weren't breaking down. They didn't, you know, just, I don't know, God's blessing upon them. The thing that changed was his attitude. And I'm telling you that this is the thing that causes many people to miss this supernatural return on your giving that God has promised is because they're giving with an Old Testament motivation. I'm going to come back to this on my program tomorrow. I don't have much time left today, but I'm going to come back and show you the fulfillment of this and how that Christ redeemed us from the curse of Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. And if you can receive this and, and receive the benefits of the new covenant that Jesus provided for us and start giving with the proper attitude, it will just start a supernatural flow of divine finances towards you. God will bless you and you will see things work better accidentally than they ever did on purpose when you start giving with the right attitude. So this is powerful. I tell you, this has changed my life. Like I said, I have been giving on everything I've gotten my entire life. My parents instilled this in me. I don't think that there's ever been a dollar that I didn't give off of. And I'm talking about when Jamie and I were struggling and going without food. We would give a tithe before we would buy food, before we'd pay rent. If we had money come in that was exactly what I need, I'd still tithe off of it. And, and I wouldn't just sit there and pay a bill. Uh, I would go ahead and give a tithe off of it. I've, I've done it my whole life, but I haven't always done it with the right attitude. And because of it, I went through some poverty. But as I got hold of these truths and changed my heart attitude in my giving, it has tremendously changed the entire results that I get. And I know that there's people watching this program today that you're just like me and you've heard these scriptures and you give out of debt, you give out of obligation, even obedience, but your heart isn't in it. You aren't giving cheerfully. It's not as you purpose in your heart. You're giving with regret, and it just kills your return. So, man, this is important. You need to get these materials because I'm not able to give you the whole thing in one program, but you get these materials. You get this book. You can read this, understand it, apply it to your life, and I guarantee you it changes everything once you begin to start giving with the right attitude. God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. He wants to bless you, but you have to cooperate and give out of love, not out of debt and out of obligation. So that's what this teaching is about. I've got this book entitled Financial Stewardship. If you've missed any of this teaching, like I said at the first of today's program, I spent four weeks talking about the heart attitude stewardship and not just about the return and how uh, all of these finances will come to you. So it's important that you get that. We've also got CDs, DVDs, and we've got a study guide, and I've even got a DVD that has five testimonies of people 
that have taken these truths and put them to work and they have seen miraculous supply in their life. God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed, but you got to learn to get the heart attitude right in order to receive from God. So listen to our announcer as he gives you this information and then please call or write, receive these materials and join me again tomorrow as we continue the gospel truth. You say in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. I was told that I would always have severe asthma and food allergies. I was born missing the left side of my heart with a very small chance of living. The doctors indicated that I had a permanent brain injury and that I would never function in mainstream society again. I'm Tim McDermott and my brother and I were told that we would never recover from autism. From a young age, I had several diagnoses, including Asperger's syndrome, dis-executive syndrome, and communication disorders. My brother James was diagnosed with autism before he turned three. For years, it seemed like we would never be normal. But then my parents stumbled across the healing journey of Hannah Terides. A few weeks later, we went to Andrew's free Grace and Faith conference, where we were healed of autism. Today, 10 years later, I'm still walking in my complete healing, and I am not alone. I haven't needed my inhaler in years, and now I eat whatever I want. My heart grew back its missing piece, and the doctors cannot explain it. Today, I'm completely healed, and I get to teach God's truth about healing. Because people like you partnered with Andrew O'Mac Ministries, we have all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity but there are still millions of lives out there looking for the same truth that set us free. Will you help us bring this message to them? The word needs to get out to change people's lives. Please consider a partnership. Please partner with this ministry, it's amazing. Please consider being a partner with this ministry. You know, you may not know these people, but I know every one of these people that you just saw them give a testimony. And I tell you, Jesus changed their life because of our partners. If you've not yet joined with us and become a partner, I ask you to pray about it and join with us today. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to you today. Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship Book, Study Guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This DVD includes six testimonies of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. We're pleased to announce our helpline is now open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, 
and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. From the creators of God With Us comes The Heart of Christmas, a story like you've never experienced before, a story that takes you around the world and back through time, an adventure for you and your entire family to enjoy year after year. As a special offer for the holiday season, Andrew would like to offer you the Heart of Christmas DVD for just $25. Order your copy today at awmi.net. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events.